I watched a lot of David Attenborough on the plane. I bet you did. You want to start? <laughs> <laughs> you want to start? No, you start it. You're listening to The Dollop on the All Things Comedy Network. This is a bilingual American history podcast. You need to learn another language if you're going to do that. Each week, I read a story from American history. Your name is? David Anthony, to my friend. <laughs> Gareth Reynolds, who has no idea what the topic is going to be about. Bam! Mic drop! And then, a intro. And called it, quote, his jam pad. Jam pad? I'm the fucking hippo guy! Dave, okay. My name's Gary. <laughs> my name's Gary. Wait, is it for fun? And this is not going to become the Tickling Podcast. Okay. This is like anarchy! On a five-part coefficient. <laughs> on, now hit him with the puppy. You both present sick arguments. <laughs> no sleep till hippo! No sleep till hippo! But action part. Hi, Gary. No. Nicely done, my friend. No, no. <laughs> I thought I thought, that was, the, I thought that was the old. We're live. Oh, Step it up. Have your morning was, voice on. I thought for <laughs> We're live. How do you? How do I turn him so I can't hear him? How do I turn him down? I think I might have to leave. <laughs> um, April fifth, eighteen thirty-nine. All right. Year of our Lord. Everything seems to be the year of Jesus our Lord. Jesus Christ. Okay. Robert Smalls was born a slave on Ashdale Plantation on Ladies Island, South Carolina. What the hell? Hey, boy. There's a lot to digest here yeah. already. Yeah. Uh, Ladies Island? Uh-huh. Hi. And that is a fox um, show? Uh, yeah, Ladies Island is a fox show. Okay. Yeah, it's From just the makers uh, of Cougar Town. Ladies Island. Um, so the way it works is there are 12 women dropped on an island. And, Help! You know, they have to kill each other. Oh, my God, what? The last one out gets a dress. Is there a host? It's a good show. Oh, my God. They look amazing. His mother, Lydia Polite. What, Dave? What happened? Yeah, a lot happened. His mom's Lydia Polite? Yeah. Okay. Uh, she was 43, and she was a house slave. Okay. Uh, house slaves had a better life than field slaves, obviously. Yes. Sure. We've all seen in the films. Yeah. <clears throat> Many were taught to read and write. Sure. House slaves, anyway. Uh, the children of house slaves are often raised alongside their master's white children. Okay, right. Uh, female slaves served as nannies. Right. Right. Yep. Feel so like it's a... like a family affair sort of thing, except Yeah, except half of the family's forced. You. Exactly. Right. Half of the so, family's yeah. forced to be in the family. Yeah. 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 Um, with Robert Small's, uh, Robert Small, who is father, is, it's a little murky. We're not really sure who his father. You mean Richard Impolite? <laughs> That's not a no one. Mm? No. Mm? Uh, it is believed his mother's owner, Henry McKee, was Robert's father. Okay, gotcha. Um, we, uh, it's, uh, some people would call that rape. Yeah. No, and uh, strong history of it too. Yeah. Uh, others think the Henry founding fathers. Yeah. Big fans. Big fans. <laughs> others think Henry McKee's father, John McKee, was Robert's father. So either. The owner or the owner's dad. Was there a Maury Island? We should get them on that. There was also Patrick Smalls, okay. uh, who was a white manager on the plantation, and people thought that he might be the father. Um, his last name obviously matches, but one Smalls biography concluded the name Smalls was given to Robert because he was short. Okay. And not because he was the... <laughs> 
it's a it's I mean it's a nail in the coffin for the smalls guy. Yeah, yeah. I mean you, yeah. yeah. Ken Burns can do a whole documentary about just this. Yeah. And is that just what we're we're in like the Dick Tracy naming phase? Yeah, of, we're just uh, we're just yeah enslavement. That's fun. Um, but his father was definitely white because Robert Smalls had quote distinct mulatto features. Cool terms. <laughs> Welcome back to cool terms. Cool terms that are fine to use. Uh, Henry McKee treated Robert like a son in some ways, except he didn't uh, teach him how to read or write. Right. So, so in like a son, couple ways. A son in the way that you don't beat him, maybe, or right. you let him sleep inside, like sure. those kind of ways. Right. Good father stuff. Uh, the McKees had four kids, although one died at five and another one at two. Uh, uh, uh no, wait, they had 10. He ended up having 10. So at this time, I think they had four. But Either way, uh, it's not something that we can joke about or mm. laugh about. <laughs> Period. Okay? It's a fact. Yeah. It's not funny. No. Let's no. leave it there. Mm-mm. No. Not funny. And this is the first time I've ever read, read of kids dying in Dave, history. Dave, not okay to talk about. Okay. It happened, sure. Yeah. yeah. But we're not here to make light of it. No. This is straight up information. <laughs> Says we are going back to the original version of the dollop where it's just you in a garage shouting to yourself. It's time to cut me out according to some person. <sighs> Robert spent a lot of time at the McKee house and was friends with the McKee children and their white friends. Sure. And like many local slaves in the area, Robert had a love uh, for water because it's right there on the water, right? Yeah. Oh God, I thought you meant like no, drinking. Just not just drinking. Like, yeah, no, we're just all. Like, water. I'm consumed by staying hydrated. Um, no, I mean, like water, like, right. Like, he liked uh, water fun and, uh, like, uh, the, the swimming in it. Sure. And, and that sure. kind of business. I get it. I was a kid once. Um, he enjoyed boats and ships. When he was a kid, he would run down the docks with the other children when they heard, uh, passing steamships whistling. Okay. So that's a good time. That is ever, a great time. I don't know if you've ever been a child, but that's, that's really something. That's where you want to be. Yeah. Steamship coming. Woo! Now what? Yeah, that's it. That's the day. That's, That's the day. It. I'm exhausted. Okay, let's go back to me owning you. Oh, boy. I think I know why I look forward to the steamships. Because of their house slave lives, his mom thought uh, that Robert wasn't getting the real gist of what slave life was like. In a bad way? Um, She's like, she wanted... you don't have the understanding you need to have? Well, she was like, you should know what this is really like. Sure. Because... There's a reality out there you might get hit in the right. face with someday. That's right. Right, yeah. okay. Uh, so when he was 10, she took him to see a slave auction and a oh, whipping shit. post where slaves were beaten. Just a little field trip. Um, it's a good field trip if you're a kid. Just it's see just, a, I mean, you know, even the... It's, it's dark. Yeah. Keep going. Uh, it is also believed she took him to the fields to work as a field hand, uh, picking cotton, rice, and tobacco, and sleeping on dirt. Steamship! Let's go! Let's all... What? Why? But there's a steamship to whistle at. Back to the steamship. Let's go whistle at the steamship, guys. Um, so his, oddly, his view of slave life changed pretty abruptly. From that experience. Yeah, it's weird. 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 That, um, yeah. How were his white friends um, at that point to him? He was like, yeah. mm, future uh, enemies. So, so suddenly he's not really into uh, being a slave. Sure. Suddenly he's, yeah, not down. So when he was 12, uh, Robert's mother convinced uh, McKee to send him to Charleston to learn a trade. Because she didn't want him to become some beaten and overworked field slave. Like, if you could get right. a job, Absolutely. have a thing to do, then you wouldn't have to live that life. Mm-hmm. Well, I mean, or except for the yeah, ownership sh- part. Right. At this point, Robert started to speak out against slavery and challenging local laws, which kept getting him arrested. 
Right. Yeah. It's illegal to question uh, um, owner, yeah, ownership. Owned. Yeah. Yeah. You're questioning ownership. Get in this place where we own you temporarily. That's <laughs> not. Yeah, I guess it doesn't really make that. No. So Henry McKee would bail him out of jail every time, right? Old dad. Okay. Kind of dad. Uh, his mom started to feel for his sa- fear for his safety because he's getting a little yeah, he, right. You know, well, yeah, yapping. Yeah, she should have never taken him out into the real world. That's right. So in 1851, McKee sent Robert to Charleston. He lived in one of the McKee's homes there and worked as a busboy at a hotel. Okay. He made $5 a week, which was all sent to McKee. Sure, sure. That's good, That's, good stuff. Nice. Yeah. Good daddy. Yeah, you see how maybe. that works is a really good profit situation for the owner. Yeah. Yeah. For sure. Well, to be fair, though, has the owner gotten enough? I don't know. You know what I mean? I don't so know. So it's time to worry about his bottom line. Yeah, that's true. Guy. That's our hero, obviously. Yeah, that's, he's definitely our hero in this. Uh, so he took a second job as a street lamp lighter. Mm-hmm. Different, um, different times. That job got hurt real bad. No, that got that job electric got crushed economy. by electricity. <laughs> Just, crushed. Yeah. As did, uh, there was also... The, that would be like, like Trump would be like, we're bringing back lamp lighters. <laughs> we're all going to be lighting lamps again. Take my hand. The new economy. There's also the guy that would go around and knock on windows with a big stick to wake people up. Oh, yeah, that guy. That guy got fucked by uh, alarm clocks. <laughs> and, and just light, I Yeah, and then <laughs> any other way. Uh, no, no snooze with that guy. No. Could you come back in seven minutes? <laughs> you won't be sleeping anymore, but I would just really... I just want to lay with my I eyes I want to lay closed. with my eyes closed, That's awake, all. and ruin my morning a little slowly. That's all I want. Okay. Can you come back in three... I just came back from after I seven. Know. Just give me three. What is your plan? I like to cut it in half. I have other windows to wrap. I know, I know, but I'm just, I just a couple more minutes and my eyes closed. <laughs> I don't know what I just looked at, but I shouldn't have it. Yeah, you got a wrist. Do I have it? I might have it. Uh, you might. No, not a wristwatch. Maybe a pocket watch. Oh, that's what it is. Watch. I don't know if they were smart enough to put it on their wrist yet. No, no. <laughs> Fucking idiots. <laughs> Um, so, uh, he negotiated with McKee to keep, uh, some, uh, the extra money from the lamp lighting job. What a great negotiation. Yeah. You mean keep the money that you've earned? Yeah. Nah, I'm listening. He hired himself out for various jobs at the docks and on ships, and he finally, uh, eventually became a sailor and okay. then worked his way up to wheelman. Whoa. Um, if he had been white, he would have been called a pilot, but since he was black, he was called a wheelman. Can't let can't let mm, can't let people use the same terms no. for your job description. No. It is that. funny. It is amazing that like white people were like we're a little sensitive about our terms. So. Yeah, let's not. We mm. don't love it when people use our terms uh, against our will. I'm a pilot, so you're not a pilot. Mm. Anyway, we'll say whatever we want. Yeah, drive, <laughs> go, wheelman. <laughs> Uh, as a wheelman, Robert became an expert at navigating the local waterways. Sure. Around Charleston there. Uh, he was respected and moved into leadership roles. His background made him feel at ease talking to people from all different walks of life. Okay. Which I think is probably a little bit rare at this time. Yeah. Um, in 1856, at 17 years old, Robert fell for a 31-year-old hotel maid named Hannah Jones. Okay. <laughs> all right. Yeah. I mean, we all know what's going on there. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, gotta yeah. fluff the pillows, <laughs> change the sheets, <laughs> bring more towels. What is that? You know what I mean? No. Maybe clean the cups in the bathroom. Uh, no. <laughs> yeah. 
I don't know. He's trying to. These are things he's saying. Like he needs you to come in here and make sure the pen works. Wow. On the pen. To check the second drawer for the Bible, baby. <laughs> While you're over there. <laughs> Keep reading. Okay. <laughs> um, Hannah had two daughters, uh, 12 and 14. So he's three so he's years three. older than... Call me dad! He might want to date the 14-year-old, because <laughs> it just, just seems more natural. But he's the 31-year-old. Yeah. He's tw- almost twice his That's age. fine. That's a normal situation for everybody. Yep, it's all good. Um, I feel like a sitcom's coming. Uh-oh. Um, but because they were slaves, they couldn't legally enter a, into a contract, which meant they had to ask their owners to let them marry. Which is cool. That's a cool thing. Because, like, you know, if you, the proper thing you're supposed to do is if you marry a woman, you're supposed to ask her parents, like, you know, like your daughter's Yeah, but instead you ask And this time you got to go, hey, man, you own me, so can I marry this person I love? Oh, well, you want to get married, do you? I love your older, hot, hot slave. Excuse me? Nothing. Sorry, I got distracted. What? Uh what are you asking? Um, Hannah's hand. Oh, yeah, and a lot more. You know what I mean? What do you mean, a lot more? I mean... Listen to me, Wheelman. Yeah. You may take her hand, but you take nothing else. I'm going to take all that I shit. I will shut this down. I'm take all that shit. I'm going to take all that shit. I like your style, yeah, Wheelman. I like your her. style. You know, Go get her. Thank have you. fun. Thank you. But if you have a lot of kids um, and one dies, we won't make light of it. Okay. Because um, that... Uh, it's not okay. Right. Um, so the owners let them marry. Slave couples weren't... So great of the isn't owners. Isn't that really... I mean, great of the owners. The cool thing is having progressive slave owners. It's just nice. Yeah. Um, they weren't usually allowed to uh, live together when slaves... Sure, got, sure. If they're, I, I assume if they're owned by the same guy... They could because they would be on the same property. But if they're owned by different owners, then it's complicated. It's complicated, and that's gonna be the name of the sitcom. It's complicated. It's complicated. Um, Where well, we got one guy with seventeen? It'll be Randy Newman. <laughs> <laughs> it's a complicated theme song. It's a complicated. <laughs> <laughs> He's owned by one guy, but then he asked for a hand in marriage, and he said okay. It's complicated. Um, so uh, their owners, uh, Hannah's owner was named Sam, Samuel Kingman, and his owner, McKee, they allowed them to get married and live together as man and wife, okay. completely separate from their owners, because they both have jobs, so they're like, just keep the money coming in, and you guys can do whatever you want. Right, okay. So, But th- that was a thing where you would sort of, like, if a, a slave was working, then you would get their income, and that was just, like, a better situation than having to go sort of work the property in a way. I guess so. I mean, it all sounds pretty fucked. Well, it's totally fucked, but I would say that out of those situations, yeah, I mean, again, <laughs> it's two piles of shit, but... That's him. Oh, wow. Boy, really? Neckwear was at an all-time crazy... In this era, <laughs> I it's think the almost, one thing racists could unite on was that the things they were putting around yeah. our, our collars were bizarre and not helpful. It's it's almost clowny. Um, and then she is here. Okay. Obviously, the picture's not as good of her because yeah, um, it looks like they put a filter on it. But you know, he got he got he's super into that. Sure. 
Yeah. yeah. Um, so, uh, so, so he now he two years later they have a daughter named Elizabeth uh, Smalls, and now he's worried the owner could sell away his wife and kid. Right. That's a that's a weird thing we don't have as much today when you get married. But back then, if you're a slave and you got married, your wife's owner could sell because whatever came out of her he owns oh my god so he could sell your kid and your wife away what just because he's like i need some extra cash or whatever you know a little walk around funny money he's like i'm gonna get some blow instead like he totally for like whatever you know so robert talked to uh hannah's owner kingman uh and he agreed to sell his um robert his own wife and daughter to him for eight hundred dollars he the owner of hannah agreed to sell robert Hannah and the daughter for eight hundred dollars. Yeah, gotcha. so he could, he could buy his own daughter right. and his wife. What a pretty great again another sweetheart deal. Yeah, thanks, so, Whitey. Uh, he starts saving, um, and Robert's deal with McKee. He was able to keep about fifteen dollars a month after all is said and done. Okay, so he's three years away. <clears throat> yeah, it's not great. No. In eighteen sixty, uh, Lincoln was elected. Abraham Lincoln. The Abraham Lincoln. Yeah. The guy with the weird head? Yeah. Weird beard? That's the guy. The guy who had no idea what he was doing with his head? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Um, The good people of South Carolina were furious because they, he didn't want them to own people. And they were super into that. Like, that was part of their jam. Yeah. Um, And on December 20th, 1860, South Carolina became the first state to secede from the Union. Okay. So we'll see them later. Yeah. Off they go. We'll secede them later. Uh, <laughs> don't ever. Just I would stop, never do it again. In, in retrospect, the I better, should not the have. The better thing is for you to just stop Absolutely talking. Absolutely not disagreeing. Um, so um, are you on here, uh, South Carolina's uh, secession declaration? Sure. Uh, quote, a geographical line has been drawn across the Union, and all the states north of that line have united in the election of a man to the high office of president whose opinions and purposes are hostile to slavery. Um, so um, that, that kind of puts a dent in the whole slate, uh, state rights argument. Um, so it turns out uh, uh, pretty much about slavery. Um, so uh, actually it is about states' rights because the South didn't want um, the North to have free black people. So that states' right part. Was- yeah, but I, I think your point is fair. Yeah. Uh. Um, so Robert was hired to pilot the steamer planter. You mean wheelman it? Wheelman. Let's this, not go throwing sorry. around terms he hasn't earned yet. He's not a white, Dave. He's not a pilot. I'm, uh, that was bad of me. Actually, um, that'll be a great It's Complicated plot. That'll be great. Where did Robert's going to become a pilot? Um, that's the planter right there. Okay. Um, was he whistling the whole time he was wheelman Yeah, he always whistled. Um, so he, he quickly becomes respected and trusted on board. There's a few slaves on the planter. Um, on uh, uh, April 12th, 1861, the Civil War kicked off. Hey! Congratulations, everybody. Um, right in South Carolina, right in uh, Charleston, um, where Confederate forces fired on Fort Sumter, which was octopi- occupied by Union soldiers. So they kick it off and they go, there's a fort. It's Let's right go. here in our, in our stuff. Um, the fort is bombarded. Charleston's rich white residents came out to watch, quote, a splendid pyrotechnic exhibition. Mm-hmm. So they all got up on the roofs and they watched the bombing of. So this the is pre fireworks, yeah, pre fireworks. But um, they watched the yeah attack of. Uh, well, look at that out there! That's she, fun to watch, isn't it? She pretty. Oh, that's nice. <clears throat> um, the Confederates, uh, they char- then they chartered their planter, like they chartered the. Um, here's Fort Summer. 
They chartered. They chartered it, and uh, they started using it to haul supplies. Okay, including ammunition and guns. In who, and who was doing that? The, the Confederates. Confederates. Okay, um, so in and out of Charleston Harbor, right? So, so you conflict. get it. So Robert is is essentially, and his other slaves on the ship are essentially working to keep themselves slaves. Mm-hmm. Um, Hard to keep the energy up for that job. Yeah, I mean, when Hard you talk about when you that. talk about trying to keep the ship morale up, yeah, that's a that's a hard one to. Come on, boys! Otherwise, these slaves will get free. Present company excluded. <laughs> Not want to offend you, Robert. You know I've always found you to be a terrific wheelman. Can't have you out there piloting, <laughs> making your own money. <laughs> Imagine what a world that Lincoln. He's beard to stovetop top weird. I like he drank a beer after that. That's right. Um, so when there was a three pack, I'm good. One day, while the captain was not on the boat, a slave crewman put the captain's straw hat on Robert's head and said, "Quote, boy, you look just like the captain." Oh, that comment stuck with Robert. A Union a Navy blockade was put in place to stop Confederate states from trading. So they put ships out there, blocked off the ports. Sure. Uh, major southern ports were blocked, including Charleston. This really hurt the economy of the South, and they couldn't make profits, and they started starving. Oh, boy. Yeah. It's tough. Yeah. Secession's uh, not easy. No. No, it's not. The Confederacy tried to use torpedoes on the blockade, but that didn't work. Oh, my God. Yeah, they had torpedoes. What? Yeah. So they don't have watches for their wrists, but they have torpedoes. Right, they have torpedoes. No fireworks. But I guarantee you some guy's going to ride in and go, they had watches, man. Yeah. You know, I thought your uh, podcast, um, I uh, thought that you were really on top of history. I don't think it's fun to uh, make fun of the watch technology back then. Yeah, they were doing pretty uh, good. My dad died like, making a watch. Hey, my name's Teddy Pocket Watch. Uh little offended by your last podcast just straight straight up offended like directly at me like you're talking to me the confederacy uh uh so they're fucked the blockade's successful they're they're not doing all in, in november 1861 union troops took port royal which is about 60 miles uh i think it's south of charleston i believe it is south oh yeah um so all the Southern whites fled. They just fucking bailed. Cool. Um, but the slaves didn't. They were like, oh, this is um, really good. Yay. Um, so by March, Robert's mother is now How living. great does it have to feel when whites are fleeing? Oh. You're just like, oh, my God, what? Yes. That's like more norm- of whatever's happening. Normally, like, uh, like what, what's a Bambi? Like, when you ever see things fleeing, you're supposed to be scared. But when whites are fleeing, I think it's okay. Well, when whites are fleeing, you're like, stick around. I think some good change is happening. <laughs> if animals run to the higher level, run with them. If whites run, just stick around because something good might be coming. Um, so, uh, so the slave stayed by March. Robert's mother was living free in Beaufort, engaged to a cook. They so, must just be, I mean, uh, you know, it I is mean, obviously a dark ass, awful time. This has but, to feel pretty good. Yeah. Pretty fucking great. Um, so, uh, Robert thought living as a free man in Beaufort sounded pretty, pretty good, better, much better than shipping guns to people who wanted to keep him a slave. That was a conflicting occupation yeah, for him. Super. Uh, by 1862, he had saved 700 of the $800 to buy Hannah and Elizabeth. How many years are we talking here? Um, that's it, like three, I think. Okay. It's a little bit. Sure. Um, but then they had another kid, Robert Smalls Jr. So now... No. But sometimes I call them Beauregard. 
nicknames were weird. But regards always always been a winner. Yeah, well, you want to keep it short. So, so you, but you, if, I you mean, if you're Rob. if you're Robert here, you would pro- it would be better to hold off on another kid, right? Because yeah. then you get the wife and the kid, right? And then you can have as but many kids. But you're super into boning. Yeah, I hate. Like she's a hot thirty-one-year-old lady. You're hey man, a seventeen-year-old dude. You and I get it. We're know? both like seventeen-year-old yeah. dudes. We right? always say that. Yeah, I need a nap. I want one too. Yeah, and I would need it. Yeah. <laughs> so now he doesn't know what the price is going to be, right? Well, because inflation. He does, he doesn't go he doesn't go back to the owner, but he's now he's like worried. Well, the price is going to go up because I had a kid, so right. which is a cool a cool thing to think of, like a for sure. That's how you want to plan a family. Yeah. That's what they mean when they say family planning. Yeah. How much will it cost you to buy your kids? Uh, by April 1862, uh, a barge uh, manned by – in April, sorry, in April 1862, a barge manned by slaves was sailed out to the Union fleet and turned over. So in Charleston, there's a barge, and all these slaves are working on it. They're like, why don't we just take this um, bad boy out to the blockade? So they just sailed the <laughs> Well, barge. now hold on a minute. It looks like they're headed out to that blockade. I, I'm starting to think we shouldn't have just left all the slaves on the barge. Oh, man, they're starting to think for themselves like we feared. Uh, oh, boy, it's like a... They're becoming independent thinkers. Now, don't like it. So, um... Grumble, grumble. So this wasn't a huge event, but definitely a black eye sort of to the south there. It's pretty great. Yeah. Robert Small kept up appearances uh, and attacked the thieves on the barge as, quote, the meanest of mortals. He attacked the thieves on the... Yeah, the guys who stole the barge. Oh, he called okay. Them. So he's playing a game. Wow, he's okay. playing a game. Sure. Uh, a fellow slave crewman jokingly said they should steal the planter. Mm. And Robert said that actually wasn't a joke. And he cautiously checked with the other slaves in the crew if they wanted to steal mm. the planter. Mutiny? Except for one guy, one slave he didn't trust. Okay. So how fucked up as a slave do you have to be that other slaves are like, hey, man, you want to get out of here? Uh, yeah, and you're so damaged that you're like, um, I'm worried what will happen. Yeah, That's the environment you get created when you have yeah, total so fear. no talking to that guy. Um, the rest of the crew starts meeting at Robert's house to come up with a plan. Okay. Robert then told Hannah and said they would probably be executed on the spot if they were caught. And Hannah said, quote, it is a risk, dear, but you and I and our little ones must be free. I will go for where you die. I will die. I get it. Yep. Get it. Yep. The planner then went on a two-week trip and came back with four large guns from forts that were being dismantled. In Charleston, the crew loaded 200 pounds of ammunition and more guns on. So they're just like... They really do not see this coming. There's a shitload of guns on that yeah. ship. There are <laughs> They're just loading up guns on that ship. It's a shipload. Shipload. Sorry. I That's spoke. I, mean, I didn't speak. No well. need to cuss. My mother will send notes. Fuck. Um, so it's supposed to leave the next morning and take the guns and ammunition to, you know, a bunch of guys who were. Supposed to is interesting. Yeah. The planner was moored at the wharf in front of General Ripley's headquarters. Believe he was, it or not. He was in charge of the planter. And had been in charge of the barge that was stolen. Oh, boy. So he's having a bad run. Yeah. Um, well, he had it. There he is. Oh, there we go. The Ripper. Look at that. There's no mouth there. It's just all hair. I'm aiming, I'm aiming for that territory. Um, so 20 guards were posted at the wharf that evening. Okay. Uh, some just a few paces from the boat. The ship was... Are you looking at your beard right now? I'm comparing my beard to this gentleman's what beard. What in the fuck are you doing? I want to lose my mouth. God, it's so horrible. I'm going to lose my mouth. It's the worst thing that's ever been said on this podcast. <laughs> oh, that's unfair. Yeah. 
Um, so there's there's all these guards just to some a few paces from the ship. The ship is scheduled to head out in the morning. So three white officers, Charles Rayleigh, uh, Samuel Hancock, and Samuel Pitcher, were supposed to stay on board overnight. Okay. Especially because the barge has been stolen. So right. Like, hey, white guys, yeah. let's let's have some white guys yeah. on the boat. Come on, whiteies. That's all we need is just some white guys to hang on the boat. <laughs> okay. Uh, Incapable of that. Yeah, but those guys went. <laughs> they went to party. Uh, <laughs> we're white. Yeah, come on, man. We got to get some beer. You guys are cool, right? Hello? Y- you sleeping, dude? Yeah. Um. Well, we're just me and the other Sam were just talking. Maybe we'll just go to town, just grab a few ales, then come back. Yeah. So like, I know we're meant to watch it, but let's just grab like three ales, real quick. Just, so just three, and then back on the three RQ, and then right back. It'll be fine. We've got like some slaves here watching it. They're, They're sleeping, gonna... dude. Yeah. Let's go. Let's go. I love <laughs> friends. What could go wrong? So. Into the, into the city they go, and they left Wheelman Robert Smalls in charge. Interesting. With no whites on board. Uh, I believe it's about to be pilot, Robert Smalls. <laughs> Robert told the crew this was it. Word was sent to Hannah and some others on shore, and on May 13th, 1862, Robert and six slave crewmen boarded the planter, all except for the guy that they didn't trust. Yeah. That guy. What? Did I, I didn't even know. Yeah, that guy's. It's. It's like there's a guy in Alcatraz, uh, escape from Alcatraz, who was supposed to go, who couldn't get out. The guy who couldn't fit. Yeah, he couldn't fit. Yeah. Yeah. There's always that guy. Yeah. Well, this guy could fit. Yeah. I mean, he. Yeah. This guy. Well, he couldn't fit mentally. Sure. I think. You know what I'm saying? Dave. God. Yeah. Way to put a fine Hi. point on this. Hi. Um. So. Uh. So the crew agreed if they were caught. They would blow up the ship rather than go go back to slavery. Wow! So they're they're this is a that's an attitude that's hard to fight. Yep, yep. Um, if the blowing up failed, they quote would all take hands and jump overboard and perish together. Okay. So they're in. There's plans. Yeah. It seems like slavery sucks. Yeah, they're making a yeah. case for that. Yep, absolutely. Uh, Robert broke into the cabin and took the captain's straw hat and jacket and grabbed any guns he could find. And at three thirty a.m., they sailed off. The guards on the wharf didn't do anything because the ship was scheduled to leave, right? Then? In the mor- yeah, usually so they're pretty just like, early. Okay. Usually we leave pretty early. Okay. The planner headed to a nearby dock several blocks north. So they just go up the city a few blocks. Sure. Stop. Um, there on another boat is Hannah, their two kids, four other women who are related to the crewman or whatever, mm-hmm. and another kid. Also the slave sailor who pi- brought them on that boat. Okay. Um, a couple of the women were girlfriends of guys on the crew. So once they're all in the planner, Robert explains the plot to all the women and stuff we just got on the boat. Right. Um, some of them were really not down with it. Sure. One crewman, quote, they didn't know much about war, but they knew enough to realize that every man of us would be shot or hung if the attempt was a failure. They cried and prayed and entreated, and it took an hour to calm those women down. And then we'd lock them in the staterooms and threaten to kill the first one who made a loud noise. Well, I mean, you can't say that they didn't try soft tactics early. <laughs> so so I the mean, plan was to be honest, then sort of deal with the emotional uh, situation they've created, 
And when that didn't take hold, they just locked him into like a ship shed, and we're like, "We'll kill the first one of you." I mean, look, it went on for an hour. It sounds like an right? hour. Yeah, they said it's it, not it, a lot of time, though. A fucking hour. It's you not just a lot saying... of time when you're telling people like, "Look, we might all die." No, but an hour. <laughs> Good lord, get over it. I mean, get over it. They don't have any fucking time to fucking. It's got to be like, "Hey, we're gonna not be slaves anymore. Are you in?" And then you might die. That's it. That's the part. Make your. But That's then the... you make your call, and you're sure you're on board or off board. For sure, but. Yeah, an hour's not long. It's not long. <laughs> it's not long when the next the next step in your plan is to put him in a uh, lock him in a closet. That's true. All right, all right. I'm with you on that one. Yeah. So the planner heads out again. Uh, it has to pass five checkpoints. Each one has gun batteries to shoot at it. It has to pass five. And what are the checkpoints like? Um, it's a it's a, a it's an eyeballing. Yeah, so I think you you're coming pretty close to shore. Okay, and then there's a you, you know you, a signals whatever flag signals or whatever. Sure, but you can see the you can also see the right. the person right, so they so, can see each other. Um, not too close, but close enough, right? Uh, okay, so this is treacherous for sure. Yeah. Okay. Um, so he's dressed as the captain, and he starts imitating the captain's body language. So he's got the but, straw hat but on if, uh, and the pipe. So the distance is far enough that you could potentially not tell uh, the skin color. It's also nighttime. Okay, right. Right? Right. Okay. Right. Great. So he in the silhouette, he looks, he's doing a- Morning, Whitey! He's like Richard White. Uh, Richard White. Uh, Rich Little. He's like Rich he's Little. Like Rich Little of uh, Charleston. Oh, morning, white man. So, well, he must be white. He called me a white man. If you ever, if you ever listen to Rich Little impressions, they're spectacularly bad. They are I, all Rich Little. I, <laughs> I grew up when making fun of Rich Little was the bit, yeah, not listening yeah, to Rich yeah. Little. Yeah. <laughs> are they terrible? I thought he was good. Oh, no. Go back and look. I, I remember recently <laughs> went back and looked, and I was like, my God, all Rich Little impressions are just Rich Little. <laughs> That's great. What a great living he made. Yeah. Um. So uh, so he gives the correct signals to all the checkpoints, and they make it past all the checkpoints. Okay. Now, the sun comes up, and at that point, Robert knew the Confederates would be on to them because right. there's no ship. Right. Um, so they sped for the blockade, which was a bit problematic because a Confederate ship was speeding at a Union blockade. Oh, right. Gotcha. Right. Yeah. The look is not great. Not great. <laughs> um, the Union ship, uh, the USS Onward, uh, the guy who saw it screams an alarm. They thought it was a rebel ramming ship, right? right. Uh, the onward was brought around to fire on the planter. And then the planter lowered the Confederate flag and raised a white bed sheet. Nice. Um, a Brooklyn. Bro- Brooklyn, yeah. <laughs> Brooklyn, yeah. Brooklyn. <laughs> uh, once they got close enough. Robert- Holy shit, does that look comfy? <laughs> <laughs> Once they got close enough, Robert yelled out, quote, Good morning, sir. I've brought you some of the old United States guns, sir, that were for Fort Sumter, sir. So he's, yeah. It's a good intro. Yep. Now uh, the seven uh, ex-ship uh, slaves, the guys on the ship, cheer. And then the women and kids came up from below. Everyone's... They were going to kill us one by one. <laughs> Their plan was to literally kill any one of us who cried. I've been chained downstairs. All right, all right, Nancy. Come on, celebrate. Uh, Robert turned the planter over to the captain of the Onward, and the American flag was raised on the planter. Okay. Uh, in the morning, General Ripley wakes up. Oh, uh, oh no. Oh. There used to be something here that blocked the sun. No. Uh, <sighs> what? Something's different. Hello? Hello? 
Why didn't that boy uh, rap me awake earlier? That's the onward, by the way. Oh, that's what I pictured. Yeah. It, yeah. Um, so, uh, so Ripley wakes up and he's like, what the fucking, what the shit shit? I think that's an exact quote. Is, did he say that? Um, yeah. This so, is, this is Beardy. No uh, mouth Beardy? Yeah, no mouth Beardy. Uh, wakes up and he's like, what's, what's happening again? Is this <laughs> happening again? again? <laughs> um, so no one knows anything, right? Everyone's right. just very confused. Well, that uh, sounds like the South at this time. Yeah. The guard uh, had been posted. The guards that were posted at the wharf yeah. uh, said, no, it took off at 3.30 and the captain was up on the rail. Yeah. Um, what about the three shitheads? Uh, so uh, they start looking for everybody. They're looking for the captain and the officers and then... They um, find them. They find them, and they don't know anything. So, what was their their plan was to just get go shit, just get shit canned, and then not do anything? I think they'd done it a million times. I think they had, you know, just gone off shore, yeah, just ship and got yeah. shit faced, and then come back in the morning, and ship the slaves face. have been watching the boat, and everything's good. Um, so finally, the Confederates look out and they see the planter. Right in, uh, next to the ships in the blockade, and they're like, "Oh, well, that's um, the flag's different." Well, that happened. Um, so rumors. I'm a pilot, bitch. <laughs> oh, that wheelman <laughs> asshole! That wheelman. Um, of course, uh, rumors went around that it was white Union spies because it couldn't be the they uh, black guys wore right? the skin of a black man and pretend. <laughs> Our theory is complex. To say the least. It's not great. It has some holes. It has a lot of holes, but it, it, it what it does is it preserves the idea that whites are great. Yes. And cannot be outsmarted. That's the best by idea. another race. <laughs> Confederate leaders in Richmond, Virginia were told what had happened. Um, this is very bad news because the planter was exactly the kind of ship the Union needed, which was a shallow water transport ship. <laughs> hey, I yeah. guess you just can't have slaves for so long. Yeah. Also, tons of guns on board. Oh, that's so, a shame. A little bit of a perk. Uh, Robert E. Lee. Um, who is the leader? Yeah, Bob Bobster. Who is the? Um, if you're from another country, he's a monster who was the leader of uh, the South, uh, the Confederate Army. Boy. I guess he wasn't the leader. Yeah, kind of not great. Um, that's him. He looks mad. I pick one where he looks mad because this just happened. And again, look at how sloppy that stupid little tie is. It's not great. Plus, comb the side of your hair. Yeah, pick a... I mean, honestly. Um, so... Uh, how many buttons do you have, by okay, the way? Okay, all right. Let's take it easy. There was a big button time. Big button <laughs> time. A lot of things to clasp. Um, he wanted whoever was responsible punished. Uh, Charleston newspapers called the white officer's absence, quote, criminal, disgusting treachery. Absolutely. Other press in the South... Jumped on board, calling it, quote, gross negligence and demanded prompt punishment. One newspaper called it, quote, one of the most shameful events of this or any other war. Yeah, absolutely. Aside from enslaving our people. Let's <laughs> <laughs> get our echelon straight. It's amazing. It, yeah. What a tragedy. Yeah. We will be embarrassed about this in the future. This is so embarrassing <laughs> that you guys went to drink and left the people we own <sighs> to just be on a ship. Guys, guys, history will not look back fondly on the fact that the Seriously. whites let the blacks go. Seriously, you guys are going to look like dicks. Oh, my God. Dicks. Anyway. Um, one paper said the officers thought uh, the war was a, quote, nice frolic. Shh. Yeah, not taking it seriously. Sure, sure. Uh, the three white ship officers were arrested and jailed. Over on the other side... Do you have any idea what it's like to be put in a place you don't want to be? <laughs> <laughs> we're still pro-slavery. 
Over on the other side, Robert was having a great time. He told the story to the uh, local Commodore, who uh, told the captain of the Onward to submit a claim for the black crew. So anytime a ship was captured by the Union, um, it was auctioned off, and half of the money went to the Union, and then the other half went to the crew that had captured the ship. Dynamite. In this case, they were, they were saying the Onward didn't capture it. You should just give it to the black crew because yeah. they brought it over. Uh, the Commodore then sent a recently captured Southern civilian. So they'd captured a boat and there was a civilian guy on it. And they sent him back to Charleston with a message. Well, this is awkward. That the Commodore found it, quote, mortifying that the planter should have been purloined from officers who he still considered countrymen. <laughs> oh, fucking stick in the dick right <laughs> yeah, there. Yeah. Stick in the old dick. Pick a side, asshole. Um, so, uh, so that none of this was helping the three white officers who had been arrested. They were court-martialed and charged with disobedience of orders and neglect of duty. Two were convicted. Uh, the charges against uh, the other uh, guy were dropped. Um, after a general concluded the office, so they're tried, convicted, everyone's happy, and then a general uh, butts in and says, this isn't right. The officers were not given clear orders to stay on the ship. And the ship owner, who was a rich Scotsman named George Ferguson, didn't seem to care about giving the order, never seemed to give a shit that there should be white men on the ship at all times. So they're blaming the owner now. Okay. So now, right. Um, Ferguson and his wife had high social status in Charleston, and they owned a few ships. And the two crew officers were then released. And whites in Charleston were livid. Sure. I, I mean, let me know when they're not livid in Charleston. <laughs> <laughs> Seems like they got a lot of beef. <laughs> Uh, so, um, uh, the two, uh, the, so they, they wanted someone punished for letting the slaves. Someone has to get fucked up over there. Slaves just can't go free. Uh, another very angry person in all of this, uh, was Samuel Kingman, Hannah's owner. Uh Uh-huh. Sure. So he was out, he's now out four slaves. Right. Hannah, their two kids and her daughter, Clara, the owner, all of them. Okay. Um, so he filed the claim for loss of property with the state of South Carolina. Uh, that is just so unbelievable. <laughs> Imagine actually like getting that form in front of you for a human. Oh, huh, loss of property. There we are. Name. Not a problem. <sighs> okay. White people are. Good history. Yeah. There's uh, Samuel. Ah, he's looking good. Yeah. He's a sharp looking dude. By the way, cleaned up the uh, neck sorry, game Samuel, a little I mean, bit. Robert, I call him Samuel. Robert. Cleaned um, up the neck game. Uh, so, uh, right. So he said Hannah was worth 800 Clara a 1000 This is after he'd made the deal. No, no. So he's asked for compensation okay. for losing his slaves. Okay. Uh, who he, he blames on, the obviously, on, the government for the fuck up, right? Sure, yeah. Um, so Hannah's worth 800 Clara's a 1000 because I guess there's a peak. She's she's a young lady, so cool. And then Elizabeth's three hundred because she's a kid. And then uh, Robert, who's an infant, one hundred fifty bucks. Uh, wow, what yeah. a bargain! Yep, yeah, bargain. Yeah. Uh, Robert's owner, Henry McKee, he's in a totally different place. Um, he had already lost all of his property when the Union captured Port Royal. He lost his homes, his land, and his slaves. Okay. Um, when two and then two of his kids died mm. um, from scarlet fever. So he's pretty bummed. Sure. He's like depressed and didn't seek any compensation for his slave. Okay. And, uh, uh, also probably his son. Sure. Well, that is one of the side That's effects uh, of depression. Yeah. Yeah, you don't want money for your kid. Yeah. Yeah. 
Um, as far as the war, the planter is this huge score. In the cabin was a book with all the quote secrets of the signals of the Confederacy. Oh my god. So uh, uh, Sergeant, <laughs> I found a little something in here. Hey, in in here there's a book that has everything. Mm, put it in the maybe pile. So now all the little signal flags that we talked about before, they know every <laughs> signal. He's just saying, fuck you. He keeps saying, fuck you, over and over. Um, also, the Union learned the Confederates had abandoned an island that was in a very important location in, in, near Charleston Harbor. And so they just took the island. Lady Island? Yeah, uh, no, but that's, a, yeah. So there's another Confederate island that they just... There are they a few... Confederates con- have islands? The, yeah, there's islands. There's a little racist archipelago going there's on islands, over there? There's islands out in South Carolina, North Carolina. Sure. So it's not It's not just cliffs, bro. There's islands out there. Listen, well, you should talk to the license plate You think people. you would know that with all the fucking documentaries you watch about nature. Watched four hours of David Attenborough on the plane today, so you don't talk to me about what I know okay. about nature, okay. asshole. Okay. 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 Do you have any idea? The, okay. the, the inner, <laughs> don't I'm, even get me started on the tendons of kangaroos. Okay, I shouldn't have said anything. So in the North goes ape shit. A slave stealing an important ship from the Confederates right at the spot where the war had started oh, was see. delightful. When you read it back, it does sound a little bit like a mess up. <laughs> <laughs> like it could be a great grabbing headline. So Robert Small's escape is huge news. Um so Robert Smalls runs out of holes to fuck the Confederates in. <laughs> All right. Well, this is much. So uh, for the planter, they get the money. Um, he gets 1500 which is now about $37,000. Could he buy the owner? How great would that oh be an God. attempt to just come oh back? Man, what the fuck? Is that enough for you? I just want you to walk around my cocktail party without any bottoms on and serve my friends. <laughs> well, yeah, yes, Mr. Smalls. Uh, the other crewman Master got, Smalls. The other crewman got uh, $450 each. Two uh, girlfriends got $100 each. Um, and the wives didn't get any money because the married women, quote, would derive benefit through their various relationships to the men. Plus all that crying. Mm-hmm. While the girlfriends, quote, have no such connection and are destitute and unpro- unprovided for. So if you're a girlfriend, you get a little bit, a little bit of scratch. Well, let's... Um, the amount, however, was actually insanely low and was probably appraised low because they were ex-slaves. So they actually did get kind of fucked. It well, should have been like twice that. Sure. Uh, not, not surprising. Yeah. They're still white people. Well, now, now we're facing slavery. Yeah. And racism. Yeah. Now we're, now so, we're hitting racism head on. Yeah, finally. Would have been funny if I just not fucked that up. <laughs> Robert went to work helping to remove underwater mines in Charleston Harbor. Okay. What do you... Underwater mines? Um, what? Yeah, so they had underwater mine. So it's a it's a it's a it's an explosive device attached to an anchor that's just drifting in the that's just you know. at, at the bottom, or they're just floating. They've well, weighted the anchors them so the, that they anchors just... at the bottom. It's weighted, so then the mine goes up to the top where a ship will hit it, where you can't see it, right. but it's you know right. And that's then, fun. Yeah, boy, so, the technology um, is really hard to pin down for me. Yeah, yeah. So they're all over Charleston Harbor, uh, but Robert had been one of the guys who put them down. So he knew where they all were, and the union just went and took them all out. Oh. <laughs> mm, yummy. <laughs> um, he's oh, not- no. And we left our magic book on that ship. <laughs> and we left our book of spells. 
So he's making about 40 bucks a month now, which is pretty fucking good. <laughs> a good little turnaround. I think the average uh, guy made like 13. Great. So he's rolling in it. The average black uh, soldier. Right. Uh, so Robert also became a voice in the abolition movement. when uh, He was invited to speak in New York, but Admiral, uh, Admiral DuPont. So, you know, he's, he's, he's working for the... Um, for the uh, the Union Navy, sure. so he ad, the admiral's in charge of him, and so this admiral was like, "I don't want you going to, um, yeah, that's this him. guy, yeah, he, he likes to touch his pockets, the inside <laughs> ones, likes to rub his tummy." I know people don't like when we talk about the pictures, but you got to see this guy could not look like he's masturbating a belly button more. Yeah, Ooh, that feels nice. Um, so uh, yeah, he's got his hand inside his jacket. Ooh, that's a nice feeling inside oh, there. It's warm in here. Oh, that's nice. Um, no one tells me what to do. I'm in charge. So he would be worried Robert would be taken advantage of if he went to New York because the year before, P.T. Barnum had hired an escaped slave, William Tillman. Uh, Tillman had killed three uh, captors with an axe and escaped. So he was free. Behold! A murderer! (laughs) (laughs) P.T. Barnum scraping the bottom of the barrel now. What else do we have? Here's a man who killed people with an axe. All right, come in. Before we bring out the chicken who walks backwards, a murderer. So he was a free free guy who got captured by some Southerners, and they were going to make him a slave, and he killed him with an axe. Good story. I don't think we're uh, we're not anti his story. I would like that to be a show. Um, so, uh, so, yeah, so P.T. Barnum, like, put him on display with the axe. Sure. Uh, at his museum. Sure. So Admiral DuPont didn't want this kind of thing to happen to Robert. Right. So he didn't. So he made him keep working on the ships. Hannah and the kids went back to live in Beaufort. Right? Wouldn't it be just as easy to just say, do not talk to P.T. Barnum? Yeah. Okay. Continue. I think that goes for everybody. Yes. Plantations. Um, so Hannah goes and the kids go back to live in Beaufort. Uh, the plantations that had been abandoned or captured were being used to give newly freed blacks places to live and work. So they're trying to turn the plantation into something and keep this, you know, people alive by giving them jobs and stuff. Right. Um, Robert was a, uh, a big name now. Uh, and in August, 1862, he made a trip to DC and helped persuade Lincoln to allow black men to enlist and fight for the union. Nice. Um, f- up to 5,000 black men were allowed to join the union forces during the war. Robert was a pilot on several union ships, always as a civilian, right? Never pilot. joined it. Pilot, pilot, pilot. Yeah. Uh, he saw action at 17 major battles. Wow. Yeah. During one, uh, the Confederates began firing on a ship, <clears throat> and the captain of the ship ran and hid in the coal bunker. No! <laughs> no! No, 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 no! They're coming for... No, no! Oh, no, 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 no! Where's the coal hole? Uh, Where's the coal hole? Oh, no. Where's the coal hole? Oh, no. Oh, no, 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 no! Oh, no! So now with this going on, Robert's like, well, I kind of don't want to get caught again because I'll be really. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Um, And then there's a lot of other black guys on board. um, So he takes over and and guides the boat to safety. Okay. So the chief quartermaster then made Robert captain of the planter. Okay. Quote. Wow. Quote, he's an excellent pilot of undoubted slavery and in every respect worthy of that position. The present captain is a coward, though a white man. Dismiss him, therefore, and give the steamer to this brave black Saxon. Okay. 
So it's kind of a compliment. It's a lot of bummer. It just, I mean, it's 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 a, a it's like the it's like he read the game, like it's the right amount of negging and the right amount of complimenting. That's like really, he's just like I'm into you. That's really. Meanwhile, funny. that dude's probably still locked in the coal. Like I hear you. Are we done yet? Uh, so now Captain Roberts making a hundred and fifty bucks a month. Oh yes. And the average black soldier <laughs> makes thirteen. So I mean, he's fucking yeah, killing right. it. Uh, in May 1863, Robert Jr. died of smallpox at age uh, smallpox at age 16 months old. So, wow. so that's why you only charge 150 bucks for a, a infant. Well, that's your bottom line. Yeah, you're gonna get a hate email because this because now you've just f- fed a baby and then it dies. Yeah, smallpox. Smallpox. Smallpox is a is smallpox. What is it? Airborne. Yeah. No, no. If smallpox ever gets out again, it's just. It's it's the it's the terrifying it thing. It looks awful. It's horrendous. Yeah, looking. it looks like you'd be like, yeah, goodbye now, and just jump <laughs> off a building as soon as you for sure have it. Well, thank God we haven't destroyed it. So thank God we no, no, we it. keep it. We, yeah, we keep got it some, sealed we, up. We sealed got up. some sealed, sealed up files up. of yep. it just in case. Uh, Robert and Hannah had. And don't worry, robots are in charge. Of it. Okay, good. Robert and Hannah had a third child, Sarah. Seven months later, uh, Sarah was the first Smalls that was born a free person. Okay, nice. I was just going to say the child died of smalls pox, but it's too soon. <laughs> Not fair. No. Not okay. Um, so uh, the planter was sent to Philadelphia for an overhaul, and <clears throat> Robert took that time uh, that it was being repaired to learn to read and write okay. in 1864. Um, so one day he's in Philadelphia. He's there for a while, obviously, and he gets on a streetcar, and it's a rainy day. And the conductor ordered him to move to the outer platform, which was required of blacks back then in Philadelphia. It was sure. the law. Absorb had, the rain. You had to stand outside in the rain. Stand outside in the rain. So Robert just got off the car. He's like, well, that kind of defeats the purpose. Yeah. I don't know if you know what rain is, but yeah. if I'm outside, then it, it, yeah, it doesn't work. The purpose was genuinely, was that to make room for white people or that was just genuinely like your black get wet? It was just your black get outside the street, uh, hang on the outside of it. Uh, um, but so he walks home in the rain. Word gets out. It becomes this huge publicized story that a union who's hero, this PR person? He's I know, got right? Good PR. He's got really good PR. Yeah. Person. A union hero has been humiliated, so sentiment starts to grow to eliminate race laws in Philadelphia, which is already a Quaker place. So it's not like that wasn't something that was being pushed there. Right. It's a big abolition uh, place, abolitionist place. So when Charleston fell in the, in the, in the war, Robert was there in the planter helping the Union Army. It's going to be a great fucking moment. Yeah. Just the best. A few days after the city fell, Robert brought General Saxton. So he brings this general who helped take it over. Um, he brings him to the city. Um, and uh, there's a group of blacks and they're cheering them on. Oh my God. Fuck you, Aaron. You just press it. Just press it. Bastard. <laughs> you, another guy with his hand. Oh, another guy. Mm, I like to fiddle with my button. The thing, the, the sort of pose of the moment is to rub your tummy inside of your jacket. We've got so many buttons. Mm. God, it feels nice in here, my well, hand. I mean, honestly, that was like the planking of the 1800s. It's like, yeah, you had yeah. a good run, hand in your coat. Hand in your coat, guy. What's the point? I might have a pistol. So Robert brings General Saxon into the into the city. Giant group of black, you know, now free people are fucking cheering. 
And then on the outskirts are white people not cheering. The grumblers. Yeah, the yeah, grumblers. Right. They're what's known as the grumblers. Um, they're just sitting there watching. And then Robert sees Ferguson, the old owner, owner of the planter. Okay, wow. So he pushes through the crowd, bringing General Saxon with him, and then he introduces him to Ferguson. Oh, my God. Which was Robert's way of letting Ferguson know that they're now equals. Oh, my God. Yeah. Which for good. Ferguson, he's, he's like, good. it's a pleasure to meet you, Sexton. <laughs> Hello again, Robert. <laughs> I mean, that's good, right? Here's uh, 20 bucks. Go get yourself something nice. <laughs> Did you just give me 20 <laughs> So, um, you gotta be fucking kidding me. You're we'll get it back. Part. We'll get it back. We'll get it back. I'm not drunk. Um, so, Robert finds out that McKee's house, right, the one in uh, that he grew up in, okay, in uh, in Beaufort, was about to be auctioned. Oh, get out of here! Because what happened a lot back then was shut up. The whites would bail. Shut up! Is this dude about to try to buy the house that he was a slave in? So the whites would bail, right? Yeah, because the war Southern whites would bail because the Union's coming, yeah. and then a, a, but then they a moral wave, as we call it. Then they wouldn't pay their property taxes. Sure. Yeah. So then their house, it wasn't. They weren't just taking the houses. They were taking them because they wouldn't pay their taxes. Now, right. Well, now you've lost the house because you didn't. So, so that's Robert's what's happening. Like, like. I'm interested. Um, so he, he needs bought, an HGTV show. He bought the house that he grew up in as a slave for $665. Get out of here. And now lived where he and his mother have been. Slaves. Oh my God. It's a fucking kick ass house. Dude, that's dynamite. Kick ass house. Um, Robert and Hannah hosted friends and family in the large house. They were still close with a lot of the slaves they'd escaped with on the planter. And in April, 1865, the Confederacy surrendered. Boy, that is a crazy turnaround, though. That has to be one of those living in the house, mind slave bending, and owning it. But also, it's not even like I bought my childhood home that my mother sold because I made. It's like you probably couldn't fathom the reality of a time when you would be free. Yeah. Let alone own the fucker. You're buying the house yeah. that took your life away. No, this is this is this is the. This is the biggest dream come true moment that has ever happened on this podcast. Yeah. Ever. Okay. Except for the guy who called his own lightning shot. (laughs) Otis. Otis. Um, I just want to be killed by lightning. (laughs) I'll never get over that. So um, Confederacy surrenders. The South is in ruins. Just fucking uh, really fucked up. Well, thank God for the Um, comeback. So that's Charleston. Wow. So yeah, it's fucked. It's fucked. Um, so Robert helped Henry McKee's family, inviting Henry's widow and some of her children to live at his home, her former home, but now they flip, flipped a little bit because she's, she, can I make a pitch that he yeah. makes them wait on them and maybe live in a separate house? Have you heard of the show? It's complicated too. <laughs> well, there's a crazy new chapter that is complicated too. Robert now bought the house that he would use to do it now. The lady who was living in it lived with him as well. Robert turned his heaven into a living hell. He's a complicated too. It's also complex. <laughs> oh, fuck. So, um... So now it's not all that great because the McKees still refuse to eat with Robert 
which Robert Tully accepted what? and just arranged for their meals to happen at a different table. Not okay on no, any level know, right? of any part of this. I know, right? He's the nice. You eat with him. You you fucking eat with him. You serve him. Yeah, you. That's right. You, you cook bring the, the fucking food to the Was table. Was that good, Robert? Was that good? Right. Please. Like the craziness, but the craziness of this time that he's like, all right, just yeah. yeah he's okay. like, we'll have separate eating times. I mean, there is there is a huge part of this that that. So blacks are now free, and they've been slaves forever, and whites are angry. So there is definitely a, like, let's just keep this cool yeah, kind of thing. Like, let's not have shit kick off again. Yeah. Right? So um, a few years later, Robert helped Henry uh, McKee's widowed daughter when she needed money, and he also helped her teenage son get into the U.S. Naval Academy. So he's just a fucking good dude. Um, in the spring of 1866... Robert was transport, uh, transporting some Union officers when he noticed a ship approaching from behind and was coming very, very fast. It was the Fanny, owned by John Ferguson. And I remember John Ferguson is Scottish, and he is named a ship the Fanny. That's Let's just right. put that out there. Let's just put that shit out there. Right Fanny now. first! <laughs> Let's go! Yeah, real weirdo. <laughs> um, uh, right, so he's the guy who used to own the planner. Um, and now this ship, uh, the Fanny, is piloted by a guy named McNulty, not from The Wire. Thank God, I was going to say. He's drunk. So the Fanny's coming up quickly, and then it pulls right alongside the planner, which is a super aggressive move. Yeah. yeah it's um, not a stoplight. And McNulty then ordered the Fanny uh, to turn port, which would put it right in the path of the planter. Okay. So Robert realized what McNulty, what McNulty was doing, which was what, trying to force the planter to crash into some obstructions that were in the river that he knew about. He he's watching this from. He's on he's on the planter. He's on the planter. Okay, sorry. And the dude is fucking rolling up beside right. him and now trying to push him into some fucking shit that's in right. the river that right. he knows is there. Right. Um. So uh. So he's like, well, let's not do that. And he's Robert speeds up and then just plows into the fanny. And pushes the ship up the Savannah River for half a mile. He's like, how about that shit? Hold on a minute. (laughs) You're supposed to go into the debris. You bastard. That's twice he's done that. That's Um, two times. So McNulty's furious. Well, that's bloody it. Number one, because he got pushed up the river uh, like a ship bitch. Yeah. Uh, And then he also... He got ship He also had... A black man had not bagged down. Yeah. Right? Right. So and, he, and Ferguson has to just be like, You bastard! So uh, McNulty pulls out a revolver and points it at Robert. And Robert grabs his double-barrel shotgun and points it at McNulty. Oh my God. And says, quote, Now shoot, and uh, mind you don't miss, because I won't. So he's also got fucking... A little dirty, hairy angle. Yeah, he's got a little yeah. dirty, hairy action. Uh, union officers ordered McNulty to stand down. Sure. Um, and after a while, he did, and then McNulty was arrested. Well, I'll tell you who looks really good in this is McNulty. <laughs> Comes out like a real winner in this one. What a loser. <laughs> um, so the planter was sold uh, after a little while for uh, uh, they, they auctioned it off because the war's over they don't really need it anymore um, it's valued at $15,000 um, Ferguson no. puts in an offer My, a bid of 25000 buddy let it go but he is a representative to do it because he thought that if the union found out about his confederate background and he used to own the ship they wouldn't let him buy it 
Um, so he has another guy put up the bid, but the government found out and they didn't let him buy the ship. So, I mean, this guy continues to win. So then the planter was sold for 7700 to a man at a Baltimore auction. And that guy turned out to have been a wealthy ship owner from Charleston before the war. Government had no idea. And then he just gave the planter to John Ferguson. Okay, great. So that fucking dick won. Yeah. Uh, did he win? No. I don't think he won. But, you know. No. I mean, he, he won, is, he won he, that. Well, what he's able to do now is pretend he won with a story. But I'll tell you, you got the last bloody laugh. Me, I've got the planter, haven't I? <laughs> so now you think he's on top. Not <laughs> that bloody smalls. Fergie, baby. Fergie. So Who's well, on top? Fergie. I'd like everyone to say Everybody. Fergie. Say it next time. Other ones now. Anyone, no? please, bloody ill. Well, that's a good Coke. So Robert uh, also became a very successful businessman. He's okay. also got a great mind for business. Um, he bought property around Beaufort. He co-founded the Enterprise Railroad Company of Charleston. He co-owned a store. He started a school for black uh, children and became an advocate for free public education. Uh, he continued to improve his own reading and writing skills, and he started a newspaper. So he's killing it. He's fucking killing it. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Robert helped form the first Republican organization in South Carolina and uh, began to be called the King of Beaufort County. Okay. He started a Republican organization. Obviously, these are different times. Yeah. This yeah, is when the Republicans this, were yeah, the Democrats. Sure. Yeah. yeah. Uh, he was respected. Fun and switcheroo. Yeah. Old switcheroo. Um, he was respected and loved by the black community in the area. He was elected to the South Carolina House of Representatives, then to the state Senate Holy in 1870. Shit. Yeah. yeah. Wow. Uh, in Beaufort, African-Americans outnumbered whites seven to one. Oh, yes. Yes. He was then elected to Congress as one of the first African-American members and served in the U.S. House for five terms starting in 1875. Wow. But not, not maybe in a row. Um, all Still, this, that's all this, even better. All this success did not mean he wasn't in danger. South Carolina had their own version of the Ku Klux Klan, which uh, they were called the Red Shirts. Um, there they are. Bunch of fucking shitheads. Oh, yeah. No, that, that looks like a high IQ'd group. Which <laughs> <laughs> one? fighting for the camera picture again? We put red shirts on. I wish we could afford enough buttons to unbutton a couple and put our hands inside our coat. Put a, I put a red shirt on. Hey, hey. Yeah, we heard you. We already have them on. Look at the camera. I put a red shirt on. This is the guy, only guy says this is put a red shirt on. Hey, we're the red shirts. Shut up, asshole. You might be too dumb for us. Hi. Yeah, maybe not. Now you're saying hi. We're the red shirts. Yeah, all right. You're back. We Don't got- say we're the red shirts, because we already established that, so we you're are- not... Say we are the red shirts. We, we are not going to say that again. We have red on top. Not our heads. Torso. Okay, no, no. Body area. But you are seeming a little more shrewd than I had anticipated. <laughs> Pretty well. Nice wiggled. Um, so while he was touring uh, the state with the Republican governor in 1876 on a campaign, Robert was at a rally in Edgefield, South Carolina, and a red shirt leader and former Confederate general overran the rally and threatened Robert's life. And the Republicans escaped unharmed, uh, but it was noted how easily the red shirts had moved through the town. Quote, 
Even in Mexico, General Butler's command could only be regarded as a revolutionary army, but in South Carolina, they are called reformers. Right. Still goes on today. No. Robert was running uh, in, eight, in 1876 against George Tillman, who was uh, what I would describe as one hell of a racist. Great. Like one of the best, like a top-notch uh, racist. Sure. Like you. Yeah, thank you. I've always wanted to be in company like that. Um, I think we only have, uh, do we have a picture of him? It's not here. Oh, there he is. We only have a drawing. I'm sorry. So, um, Just click further, click like in the middle. There you this go. This is fucking bullshit. Oh, boy. This, whole, this guy, that, quite a drawing. Yeah. So you're going to draw a guy, maybe give a little less forehead? But I think they were like, let's make him a dick. Okay. Um, so uh, Robert described him as, quote, the arch enemy of my race. So wow. that's a hell of a campaign. Mm -hmm. um, Tillman did everything he could to stop Republicans from voting, including uh, red shirt attacks, but Robert still won the election. Robert called election day in South Carolina, quote, a carnival of bloodshed and violence. Wow. That's coming. Both back. sides. Both sides. <laughs> well, they called them names before they shot them. Any sides. Uh, the racist Democrats were not done. The Democratic state government charged Robert with taking a $5,000 bribe. He was convicted and sentenced to three years. Republicans were furious, saying he was imprisoned for being a successful black man, and Robert was released when he appealed to the state Supreme Court. Okay. And then the election of 1878 wasn't great for uh, black politicians in South Carolina. There were deadly threats from the white supremacist-controlled government. One observer wrote... Quote, men are shot at, hounded down, trapped, and held, uh, oh, God, that's an auto-correction, whatever, and held cert certain meetings o are over and intimidated in every possible way. Uh, Tillman was his opponent again, and this time he managed to use Robert's unresolved conviction to win. Right. The number of blacks who were brave enough to face the violence and threats to vote were just not enough, and Tillman won in a landslide. So he went from winning like 60% when he ran legitimately against him to, uh, I think, it, um, 30%. Quite a drop. Uh, because of the whole uh, we'll kill you thing. Yeah. Well, and your fake conviction. Yeah. yeah. Uh, the man who had previously owned Robert's home sued him. So after, after McKee... It was lost. Mm -hmm. Another guy bought it. I think he bought it from a key after, like, right before the invasion. Okay. And then that guy lost it by not paying taxes on it. Right. So that guy is now back in the picture. Cool. He's like, hey, man, where's my house? What? That was years ago. I um, want it. He said the sale was uh, invalid. Like, you can't sell my property because you invaded. Because I it. fled it. Yeah. yeah. But no, you can't. Because you can still, yeah. still got to pay taxes. This was a common scenario in the South at this point. Uh, the case for Robert's house went all the way to the U.S. Supreme Court in 1878. Me again. And it upheld Robert's title. Okay. Robert Small's case established a precedent across the South for other black property owners. Good. So he's like fucking killing it yeah. on all sides. Yeah. Uh, his bribery case was appealed all the way to the U.S. Supreme Court. Does he have a room there now? <laughs> there every two months? Uh, but... Before it was heard, he was pardoned by South Carolina's Democratic governor hmm. who made, because he had made a deal. The deal was if he pardoned Robert, the federal government would drop election fraud charges against a group of white residents of South Carolina. 
But now Robert was upset because he was not allowed to clear his name, which clearly. Yeah. Also, the reason he made a deal when it went to the U.S. Supreme Court is because he was going to fucking lose. Yeah. Um, somehow Robert remained, remained optimistic, believing the election and cheating was so, quote, barefaced and open that it cannot be denied. So he thinks there's so much cheating and so much fucking dickery going on that people are going to be like, well, that can't happen. Well, he doesn't know what country he's living in, does yeah, he? Yeah, it turns out that never works. No, we'll yawn and move on. Um, but he lost the election, uh, the next election to Tillman again. And as the Republican Party fell apart due to, cr- to corruption, um, he contested the election on the grounds Tillman and the Red Shirts had used violence to intimidate voters. The U.S. Congress so, agreed. They agreed with uh, Smalls? Yeah. Okay. And he was seated. Wow. Yeah. Fuck yes. Um, the Democrats, like, uh, they didn't take part in the vote, thinking that if they weren't there, there wouldn't be a quorum and they wouldn't be able to do it, but they did. They had enough votes. <laughs> hey. So the- They've always been idiots. <laughs> now, the South Carolina state Democrats responded by gerrymandering the state so no blacks could win a seat anywhere. Still, Robert was Robert. And as luck would have it, a candidate died just before the 1884 election, and he was elected again. Boom! (laughs) (laughs) You can't beat me. Um, So in the uh, next election, he faced a new opponent. He was now up against African-American Henry Thompson, who was trying to capitalize on the growing rifts between light and dark-skinned African-Americans. And what is he? He was uh, dark skin, and remember Robert's light skin. Yeah, so he is now saying Robert is not an authentic uh, black man. Uh, yeah, or basically. Like that. I mean, isn't it great how it has to come down to this? But yeah, so he's saying Robert is. Who, not, it's that? It's that guy. Uh, I'm trying to find an older picture of him, but I not him. Oh, there we go. Oh, yeah, that's him. That's Robert Smalls. Okay, so older. I think we can agree. Pocket watches were still in. It's <laughs> <laughs> not a very good picture, that guy. Uh, at some point, he just got tired and blinked. Um, <laughs> you what do you have to wait like a uh, minute? Nine hours. <laughs> um, so the infighting between the light skinned and the dark it, it lost well, no, them. It lost them the election. The <sighs> infighting caused the Democrats to win, and uh, Robert Smalls lost. Hannah died suddenly in uh, 1883. Uh, Robert married again seven years later in 1890. Um, he married a lady, and then they had a son. Um, she is, uh, okay. Yep. Um, then, uh, she died. Okay. Uh, it, like f- three, five years after they got married. Um, Robert, Robert made sure all of his kids were educated. Um, even though he served during the war as a civilian in 1897, he was granted a military pension of $30 a month. Okay. Um, he was appointed as the U.S. Customs Collector for the Port of Beaufort by President Benjamin Harrison in 1889, and he kept the job until 1892 when he was kicked to the curb during the Cleveland administration. He was then reappointed by the uh, Republican William McKinley in 1898. Okay. Uh, he served until 1912 when his reappointment by President Taft was blocked. I'm not going to do it. By two white senators. Oh, boy. One was named Benjamin Tillman. Oh, boy. Who was the brother of George Tillman. Oh, what's up? Who is the most evil-looking racist that has ever been. And someday he he gets his own podcast. Does he have a a third nostril and missing an eye? 
Yes. <laughs> so you just got an extra nose hole and no eye hole? Wow, that is it's, definitely evil. Well, what happened was he actually had, he had, so he had two, uh, they're called technically, medically, they're called nose hole plugs. Uh huh. And he sucked one up and it popped out his eye. Oh, okay. So that's what happened to him. <laughs> Actually, that looks like what happens when you just suck on a milkshake too hard. <laughs> you get a third nostril and your eye goes. Uh, um, so Robert died of complications from diabetes in his, um, what is that? Diabetes? What does he call it on uh, the guy from Cocoon? The guy from Cocoon? Wilford Brimley. Oh, uh, diabetes? Diabetes? No. What does he call it, Aaron? Diabetes. Di- diabetes. Diabetes. Uh, Robert died from diabetes in his home in Beaufort on February 23rd, 1915. The monument where he is buried is engraved with uh, this quote from a speech he made to the South Carolina legislator in 1895. Quote, my race needs no special defense for the past history of them in this country proves them to be the equal of any people anywhere. All they need is an equal chance in the battle of life. Why? Well, it would be great if they got it at some point. His house is designated a National Historic Landmark. There's currently a proposal to erect a monument in his memory on the grounds of the South Carolina State House. No black representative had such a long congressional tenure as Robert Smalls until the 1950s. Yeah. Jesus. Yeah. <sighs> what, do you, what do you think? What do I think? Uh... Well, I think that our history with slavery doesn't ever seem to get better. <laughs> but it is good. I mean, it is good to like, yeah, it is good to hear a, uh, yeah, it's just, it's, I mean, you know, look, it is just nice when you hear stories about people getting um, sticks rammed up their ass. <laughs> and like this, like Ferguson and all these guys, like. That, got, that took a weird turn. Why? Sticks rammed up their ass. Ram up the ass. What? When, when when evil people get screwed, yeah, it feels good, even um, though overall always. it's terrible. And you know, it's like always. you do need to even. To, yeah, we just need to enjoy the the small victories. Yeah, yeah, I think that you really have to enjoy the uh, victories of someone who is awful suffering. Yeah, and you also need. I mean, we're going to need the knowledge and the strength to remind ourselves that uh, you need to take action at some point to stop bullshit. Yeah, and it's going to be different for white people because (laughs) they don't have a real strong relationship with uh, doing stuff. Yeah, well, they do stuff; they just don't do it the right way. Well, that's called not doing it right. Uh, that's, it's not doing stuff. But uh, what does that say? Can I read that? It's the Wi-Fi uh, password. That's the password. Oh, okay. Wi-Fi. It's real small. Um, yeah, I don't know. I mean, it, it's. Uh, I'm glad I know about this dude. Yeah, no, he's a good one. And look, rarely do we do uh, a podcast about a guy who was a hero. This yeah. guy's a genuine, yeah. genuine badass fucking hero. Yeah. Like, genuine badass yeah, hero. Lots to love. Yeah. Yeah. Um, should I sign your car and then we get out of here? Yeah, I'm going to sign my car. All right. Thanks, everybody. Aaron, Aaron, you're fired. Aaron's fired. Sorry about that, bud. Good work, though. Not sure why you're gone. 
Hey there, people listening to The Dollop. Uh, this is Gareth. Yes, the same guy. I Listen, I have a new podcast called We're Here to Help that I'm doing with my friend Jake Johnson. It's basically a call and advice show where we don't say that we're professionals because we aren't, but we try to help people with problems that are important to them. You can listen to it wherever you listen to podcasts, and it is out right now. So go listen to We're Here to Help with Jake and Gareth. We're here to help with Gareth and Jake. I don't remember how we did it, but either way, fun half hour comes out Tuesday, August 22nd, and the episodes will be out every Tuesday and Friday. We're here to help. Oh, hey there, everybody. It's Gareth, you know, from this uh, this podcast. Uh, listen, I've got some stand-up shows. I'm inviting the Garmy, the Gareth Army, to join me for. I will be in Fort Collins, Colorado, August 18th and August 19th. I will be in Minneapolis, Minnesota, August 24th through August 26th at Acme. I will be going to the UK in September. Please join me. I will be in Glasgow, September 13th, London, September 15th, Dublin, September 17th, and September 19th, Manchester, Birmingham, September 20th, Bristol, September 22nd, and Cardiff, September 24th. And then in November, I'll be in Australia. November 10th, almost sold out, I think. I'll be in Melbourne, Australia. Then I will be in Northbridge, Australia on November 15th. Adelaide, November 16th. Canberra, November 17th. Brisbane, November 18th. And then I will be in uh, Sydney on November 24th. Go to GarethReynolds.com for tickets. Garmy, let's get at it after it. Let's see you there.